Pro Football Jokes. Make it uncomfortable. Welcome to the Pro Football Jokes <laughs> Podcast. This is a totally normal start to the podcast. We had no technical difficulties whatsoever uh, and are starting on time as usual. Welcome, guys. I feel like this was this is a good way to start the podcast based on how this week went in, in the actual NFL. So, you know, I was just trying to demonstrate that and how we start our podcast. So uh, how you doing, Pep? I'm great. I just came off a great fantasy win where I started Ramondre Stevenson, Kendrick Bourne, and Jamal Agnew. That's that's how this week went for me. Well, that's uh, pretty good for uh, for you. So, Reeb, uh, was your week as successful? Uh, I'd say so because the news that I've been wa- <laughs> waiting for for like five years finally happened, and Justin Fuente got fired for from Virginia Tech. Okay, oh. well that's great. Are they gonna send, are they gonna send him off with a nice little thanks, Justin? Uh, no, they just <laughs> fired him, and then I saw that he like took all of his Virginia Tech gear and just like dumped it in the locker room and put a note that told all the players like take what you want, <laughs> just peace the fuck out. <laughs> so he is probably not thrilled. It's a hell but, of a departure, but you know, you know what they say, fuck them. <laughs> lost to ODU and Liberty so can't really <laughs> that's come back unforgivable that. yeah that is uh, probably not the best uh, for your coach so I guess uh, yeah he's he's done I'm sure the next coach will be much more successful immediately turn the program. <laughs> they want to hire the guy from Wake Forest so you know that's where Virginia Tech is at now on the same level <laughs> as Wake Forest <laughs> that's that's where you want to be um yep. But, uh, you know, in the NFL, um, teams can't really seem to get their shit together either. So uh, let's uh, let's talk about this week. Um, honestly, some some weird football going on. Um, I, I, a lot of teams that we thought were good and like maybe they still are. Maybe they're not. Who knows? Um, you know, let's start with uh, with the Rams because they they played most recently here on Monday night. Uh, against the 49ers. And, you know, this is the second week in a row. They had a primetime game. Uh, their offense pretty much just gave the other team the lead and then just did nothing for the rest of the game. And they really never had a chance in this one. Yeah, this is what we were talking about in the last podcast. The Rams cannot play from behind. It, it's really frustrating to watch. This has been the case over the Sean McVay era. Once he gets behind, his play calling just gets questionable and he starts to panic quite a bit. And uh, you saw a lot of that Monday night and the week before. Um, yes, his wife threw a pretzel at some, or Matt Stafford's wife threw a pretzel at someone. That's a headline as well. But it is kind of scary how similar the Los Angeles Rams are to the Los Angeles Dodgers, trading for all these great players and then just still being a fraudulent team. Now, 7-3, and three, they're still 7-3. and three. I just... I have zero confidence in the Rams right now, guys. I think that would have been a good overreaction for the end of the pod. But I am ready for like the Odell hot takes that he's putting the same pressure on Stafford as he was for <laughs> Baker and all that horse shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's coming. I mean, he wasn't on the team when they played last <laughs> week against the Titans. So uh, I, I don't really think that is something that should be talked about. Um, 
but I would be a little concerned with this team. I mean, this is it's not so much just that they lost two weeks in a row, like it's that how they lost, where they just you expect the offense to do something to try to get back into the game, even if they end up losing. But they the the fact that it just was so stagnant the past two weeks um, is is concerning. Matthew Stafford did not play well. The rest of the team did not play well. There were a lot of drops in this one. Um, it it was just a bad game all around, and I I I would think Sean McVay will fix it, but I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to swallow two weeks in a row these this kind of loss. Well, also just what was that fake field goal attempt? Because you got the chance to go into halftime with a little bit of momentum, and it would have been only what an eleven point game. And did they get the ball to start the half? Uh, I don't think they did. I think the 49ers still. Either way, but... you still you had a chance to put points on the board. You got greedy and just I don't know. I didn't like that call. Yeah, I I get that. I I didn't mind it. I mean, you, I get it. You're down 14. You want to try to get a touchdown before the half to try to make it a one possession game. Um, and the Rams obviously have run a lot of fake punts and fake field goals that to much success in, in the past few years. So I I don't hate that call, but, and they might've felt forced into it because they knew they weren't doing anything on offense. So I, it's, it's just so weird to me that they're, I, I don't know why this is happening to their offense when we thought they were just going to roll with, you know, Stafford and, and McVay together. Yeah. And uh, Tyler Higby had a pretty rough night too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yet he was the only Ram to score a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what else can you say? Like the Rams just quite simply are not playing as good as their roster is on paper. Yeah. And great night for the 49ers. You know, they have been, they have owned the Rams. Uh, I think this is the fifth straight win they've had against Yeah. The I was shocked at that streak that's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like, you know, even though Kyle Shanahan, hasn't you know had the best winning percentage as the coach of the 49ers he always he's had a he's played all their team always shows up against the Rams. i, I don't know why that is but i, I think and and this game uh i feel like everything worked for the niners you know george kittle looked looked awesome he looked all the way back uh Devo samuel has just turned into a, a stud <laughs> i'm surprised <laughs> i'm surprised he wasn't taking snaps at quarterback like he was doing everything <laughs> I I really love Devo Samuel. I mean, he he kind of reminds me of Steve Smith. Like he's just like a such like a tough, gritty receiver, and he's he makes plays all over the field. Uh, I I mean, I, I'm not saying he's like the best receiver in the league or anything like that, but I I love Meats. He's a guy who can do a lot of different things. He's taking those RB three snaps away from Trey Sermon, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's. That's the problem. If only Debo Samuel got hurt, then Trey Sermon would really take off. Hey, Elijah Mitchell did break his finger, but Kyle Shanahan said uh, he's still going to play this weekend. He's fine. Yeah, it's fine. He'll probably like even if even if he goes out, he'll probably just you know play. I mean, it's just going to be like Michael Hasty, Michael Hasty, and then like <laughs> Jeff Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> like, did Trey Sermon die? And he's just <laughs> hiding the fact. <laughs> About to start seeing him on like milk cartons as a missing person. <laughs> I just, 
I don't understand how this dude gets drafted ahead of what the sixth round pick and an undrafted rookie and just looks good in preseason, has some hype going on, and then just does not have a role on the team. I think he that he like secretly like had sex with Kyle Shanahan's <laughs> I just don't I don't get it. Uh, well, it, it, I mean, he he can join a, a Kyle Shanahan support group with uh, with Dante Pettis and uh, <laughs> and Brandon <laughs> Ayuk. <Ian> Coleman. <laughs> How many targets did Ayuk have last last game? Uh, he I I don't know. He's he's gotten much more involved though. He's he's starting to you know he's a clear you know number two receiver now. Where okay, which isn't. You know, saying much because they don't really have much after Debo Samuel, but uh, I, he's he's playing a lot more now, um, and I, I don't I don't mind playing him in fantasy, which I have to do in Dynasty for most of the league. So yeah. anyway, uh, that's the Rams. Uh, but the good news for the Rams is they are not alone because there are a lot of teams who are struggling right now, um, and. We don't know what to do with uh, pretty much all the teams, really. Um, but, uh, the, you know, the defending Super Bowl champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, you know, they, they lost to the best team in the league. So I don't really think it's much of, uh, much of an issue. Um, but, you know, they did take take another L. They're, they're, they got, they're six and three now. So um, not, not the best spot for the defending champs. Uh, are you guys worried about the Bucks at all? They've now dropped two in a row as well. I really don't. I'm still processing what happened. The Washington football team had no business winning that game whatsoever. Our best player, Terry McLaurin, was out for a little bit. Our our number one receiver in the game was DeAndre Carter. And we all we damn near almost killed Terry McLaurin, just throwing it on slant routes and just watching him get popped over the middle time after time. It was a gritty win. It was gutsy. It was signature Ron Rivera win, but Terry McLaurin almost died. Uh, you know, it, Brandon Sheriff got injured again. I think he came back in the game. I, I, I really like don't it, know. This is kind of the thing, like trying to process what happened. I feel like it's a point of emphasis just how bad Chase Young's play has been that you didn't even mention that he tore his ACL. In the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't really matter. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm obviously sad. Chase Young tore his ACL, um, but yeah, the the defense. I mean, Jonathan Allen was a beast in this game. He's uh, he's played so well all year, um, despite you know the defense having its early struggles. So the defense played a lot better these past few weeks, and really came together in this game. Um, I'm not particularly worried about the Bucks. They were not fully healthy and you know they just ran into the buzzsaw that is the washington football team so nothing you can do against that it was just like the washington football team had so many losses in this game like even ricky seals jones hurt his hip (laughs) it's just like people were consistently going down i don't know man that was that was something else to watch yeah and and at at the end but the ten and a half minute drive to ice the game, the the longest that was drive wild, yeah. by, by time of possession so far this this year. I was watching Red Zone like, hmm, why haven't we turned back to this game in a while? It's kind of <laughs> interesting. Yeah, 
get the ball with, with 11 minutes left, go down the field, score, and give Tom Brady 30 seconds down multiple scores. So, I really thought on that Mike Evans touchdown that that was it. Like, the football team had done their thing. They were up. They had the lead. This is the part where they lose it because I've watched that, you know, basically my entire t- time as a fan of this team. <laughs> so... Really surprising in so many aspects, uh, but good for Taylor Heineke, true gamer. Yes. True gamer. He had a great throw, great touchdown pass to DeAndre Carter. Oh, that was beautiful, yeah. It's just funny that his two best games have come against the Bucks. <laughs> yep. I mean, he just uh, he just likes to outplay Tom Brady. That's what he does. Yeah. He rises up to the challenge. That's been the issue. <laughs> He's been playing a bunch of scrubs at quarterback. Yeah, he looks you know, to, like to Josh see. Allen, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, well, great win by the Washington football team. Well on their way to that 17 and 0 season. Um, <laughs> uh, well, the AFC is, is pretty much just as messy as the uh, NFC. Um, but uh, they're were a few teams that got back on track, I would say. Um, the Bills smacked the New York Jets. Um, seems like Mike White is, uh, is is no longer a thing. Yeah, that was a short-lived saga. Four interceptions on the game, so now uh, Robert Sala is turning to the vet, Joe Flacco, for the start. And uh, that might be good for uh, fantasy owners of Jets receivers. Maybe Corey Davis has a good game, but... Yeah, the Bills just kind of had their way with the Jets. Josh Allen made some really uh he made some irresponsible throws, but he it didn't really matter cuz it was the Jets. Um <laughs> Matt Breida, that's how it Matt should Breida be when having a breakout game. Yeah. Matt Breida had two touchdowns. That's a testament to what this kind of game was. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. And Devin Singletary and Zach Moss each had a touchdown too, so just <laughs> Just a weird game, but the Jets. I think they're uh, like we. T- I think I said this last week, but it's like I thought. I thought they were going to be the worst defense coming into the year. They played kind of well early on, and now they are just the worst defense in the NFL. Yeah, like they've given up fifty points. What three out of the past four games? Or 40 uh, not not quite fifty, but yes, forty, 40 I believe. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to uh, ignore the one game that they didn't give up forty points. <laughs> you know it's bad when it's it's been like six years but the biggest storyline surrounding the jets is rex ryan getting mad at people comparing him yeah, to robert comparing- sala <laughs> <laughs> all right like shut up rex ryan <laughs> it's just a desperate attempt to stay relevant it's i got to stop. the afc championship with mark sanchez <laughs> yeah oh, i had man. a top five defense with d milliner you know man <laughs> okay good for you yeah. Uh, well, you know, there's always next year. I'm sure they'll draft another quarterback again. So Zach Wilson's so coming back and having a four interception game his first game back, so he can be like Mike White. <laughs> well, we get to see Joe Flacco this this next week. Maybe maybe he'll he'll save the Jets. <laughs> Just like last year. Yeah. I mean, he's probably been like the best quarterback they've had in the past two years. So. That's accurate. (laughs) 
All right. Um, I think that's enough on the Jets. Uh, Bills seem back, but can't really take too much from this game against the Jets. But, uh, do you, I mean, they'll have a run for their money in this AFC East because the Patriots uh, seem to be coming on strong here. They uh, beat the Browns even worse than the Bills beat the Jets, 45-7. to 7. Yeah, I I think your overreaction of the Patriots running the table in the AFC that wasn't an overreaction. That could actually happen. Now I know it's the Browns aren't a terrible team. They're five and five, but still a, a really dominant win again by the Patriots a team that's really starting to figure it out and heat up. That that could definitely happen. The AFC is wide open, completely wide open outside of the Titans being eight and two. Yeah, I'm, I. Legitimately think they have a chance. Uh, I just because the AFC is such a mess. Um, but and and they just seem to be getting better every week. This was their most impressive victory to date, I think. Um, you know, Mac Jones didn't even throw for 200 yards, but they still put up 45 points. Jacoby Myers finally scored a touchdown. Yeah, I didn't believe that. Thought Scott Hansen was just lying for a second. No, yeah, that's been, <laughs> that's been a big storyline. He's like had. I think he's had one or two touchdowns called back. He's had a few two-point conversions, too. Um, but he finally scored a touchdown, and his whole team, you know, was... I was about to say, they swarmed him. Yeah, it, it was it was kind of cool. And they, he didn't even, they didn't really get him the touchdown. He just, like, caught it behind the line, made, managed to make a guy miss, and was able to get into the end zone. Um, yeah, and Troy Hill broke his neck. <laughs> So that happened too on that play. Oh, well, that's that's not important. One one thing you can count on for sure from here on out is a Hunter Henry touchdown every single game. Every game. He's he's killing it. Johnny Smith, not so much. But that's see, that's why you sign two tight ends. One of them will work. One out. of them will work. <laughs> yeah, I mean Kendrick Bourne looking good. Nelson Aguilar. Ken, Kendrick Bourne is their leading receiver in terms of uh, yards on the year. And then, you know, now there's tons of questions in the Patriots' backfield. You have to stay away from it completely now in fantasy because Damian Harris is coming back this week. Who knows who gets the start? I don't know. I honestly feel like you can just, against the Falcons, you can just start both of them. Just uh, start any of them. <laughs> they are all going to get one Yeah, touchdown. start Rand Bolden, too. Screw it. <laughs> can I throw J.J. Taylor in there? Yeah, why not? What about Rex Burkhead? Is he even on the team still? <laughs> nah, he's on, he's the, on Texans. the Texans. Oh, my God. Of course he's on the Texans. <laughs> if there's a random running back, you don't know where they is. They are. <laughs> they're on the Texans. Uh, yeah, so what do you make of the Browns? Do you guys think they're uh, – I mean, what? Do I mean, you think they still have a chance? Uh, Baker Mayfield is being held together right now by, like, stitches, so <laughs> – I don't know really how far they can go. Granted, he's—I don't even know if he's the most important piece on that like offense. But yeah, they were without Nick Chubb on this game, obviously yeah. as well. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the Browns because I mean they demolished the Bengals. But again, That's if they true. don't get that hundred-yard pick six at the start, maybe it's a completely different game. Who knows? I like to think that it would be. Yeah, I—I I think the Browns. I don't. I mean, I don't think. This losing this bad was indicative of the type of team they are. Um, I think they'll certainly be in the playoff race. Um, 
but do I really trust them to make any sort of run? I feel like we're kind of past that at this point. Yeah, I think, I mean, compared to the start of the season, they're definitely lower on like my personal power rankings. Like now I just see them as kind of a really good run team and kind of average or below average everywhere else. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Um, yeah, just some uninspired football. They're like on one week and then the next, they're just completely off the page. Uh, for example, David and Joku held the ball for like maybe half a second and then dropped it. And he was like, wait, that's a touchdown. It's <laughs> like, no, it's not. You have to hold on to the ball, sir. If only for Devontae Adams, is that a touchdown? I'm still salty. Um, yeah, they paid Wyatt Teller and Betonio, and now they aren't quite as maulers in the run game. Yeah, they got their money. They can they can just relax now. Yeah. That's, That's how that works. In, in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but fortunately, their division is just a mess, too, because the Ravens played on Thursday night. They lost the Dolphins somehow. Um, not really sure what happened there, but it kind of set the tone for the rest of the week. Um, and, you know, I, I know Jump's not here, but let's talk about what happened in the Steelers game. The Lions didn't lose. <laughs> they did no, not. they didn't lose. Jared Goff uh, really uh, lit it up out there. I'm sure it felt like a loss. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is a team who's felt a lot of losses. So I feel like, you know, yeah. this. <laughs> but remember yeah. the last time the Lions tied, it gave them a Jeff Okuda instead of potentially Chase Young. So. Granted, they're still in the lead for the first overall pick, but you never know what can happen in these final eight weeks, nine weeks, whatever. Yeah, they. I mean, they could still go 500. <laughs> sure. <It's laughs> yeah, that was that was. I can't even react to that with a straight face. <laughs> you know, did you know every team in the NFC is? Uh, no more than one game out of the playoffs other than the Lions. <laughs> I believe it. The in the hunt graphic was huge. That list was huge. It was like every team. Yep, except for the Lions. Uh, How many passing? Did he get over 100? Did he get over 100 passing yards in this game? Uh, I'm actually not sure. Um, probably not. Uh, he was at like... He, oh, he did. Got to 114. Yeah. So, wait. So, he actually had more yards in overtime than he did in, re- oh my uh, God. in regulation. My goodness. Man. It's amazing to me how every single game that goes into overtime and ties, there's somebody on the team that like doesn't know that ties exist. I'm like, how did yep. you become a professional football player? <laughs> You've never heard of somebody tying. Najee Harris is just too busy being used to uh to say, yeah. that's what happens when you sleep on the floor instead of the bed apparently <laughs> according I mean, to steve levy that text you sent the other night <laughs> wouldn't be the first time steve levy made some shit up. i know that was good. Fucking, i'm assuming you both are watching the manning broadcast i i was yeah okay yeah there's a point in the game where the san francisco crowd was chanting and it was like two syllables it was defense. And he said, oh, yeah, that chant of beat L.A., beat L.A. <laughs> it's fucking not so obviously not what they're chanting. 
You know, give him a break. It's not like he's in the stadium or anything. I feel like they've gotten to the point where they're, like, pissed that the Manning brothers, everybody loves that broadcast. So they just kind of say whatever. They shit on the refs. They make stuff up. They say that teams should go for two when they're tied. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They weren't talking about that. So I... Uh, it's, it's not the best broadcast, uh, the, the man, I, I did enjoy watching the man cast, uh, uh, it's, it's fun. Um, the, no, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Eli, I can't do it. Eli's just too awkward, man. <laughs> Eli is awkward. <laughs> I can't do it. I, I enjoy it. The guests are really hit or miss is the only thing. Yeah, like I don't care to have Phil Mickelson be talking while I'm trying to watch a football Dude, game. That was so funny because Phil Mickelson came on the broadcast uh, and then he just starts like taking over the host. He's like, all right, Peyton, I got a question for you. <laughs> <laughs> what are you seeing from the defense here? Um, and then he like, kept going like after Peyton answered, then he like, kept going, all right, Eli, I got a question. I'm like – where were are you supposed to be hosting this this show? I've never seen a guest come on a show and do this. It's like he must have been like writing up questions. To, he really to, wanted to nail it. Yeah, he wants to go into broadcasting. I do think the curse is funny. Yeah, Draymond did win. That is uh, true. So it does not affect basketball. Other games to uh, to talk about. I feel like there uh, must have been something else. Uh, what about the Vikings Chargers? Um, the Vikings. Get finally get a win. Feels like you know doing it against the Chargers feels right. Uh, Brandon Staley <laughs> kicked a field goal. Punted uh, <laughs> at some point in this game too. Like those things were weird. But the I mean the Vikings I feel like are got a shot at this wild card. Um, Chargers uh, I'm a little con- I'm actually more concerned with the Chargers than the Vikings honestly. This is every goddamn year with the Vikings. It's like Kirk Cousins is playing as like a top five quarterback and then they're three and six somehow. <laughs> and it's yeah. just the same thing over and over again. Yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, it's the same thing. They're just either going to, you know, squeak in as the seven seed or they're going to miss the playoffs. And I, I feel like the Mike Zimmer experience has to come to an end here soon. I mean, Kirk Cousins might be out as well eventually uh, i don't know it's like automatic every week this weekend i was watching red zone and i was like okay there's the double digit vikings lead that's going to diminish <laughs> yep, then it yep. did yep. and you know they they won uh <laughs> i think i picked that game just because of the chargers and uh <laughs> it, it was funny seeing your reaction to brandon staley kicking a field goal you're like whoa man <laughs> Brandon Staley kicked. Losing his nerve. But, you know, I I thought it was also funny because a bunch of people were all in on Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen having huge games this week. And then everybody that was, like, big on him just started posting screenshots of the Larry Roundtree touchdown. (laughs) It's, like, similar to what Matt Breida did, just hawking touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this this was I I just I'm with you guys like the the Vikings just uh, it's it's a good, a good win for them but like they can't keep doing this every year they, they can't just keep running this back with less the same 
yeah. cast guy. I, you know, I love Kirk, but they they gotta they gotta make some change, whether it's a coach or quarterback or just you know do a little roster makeover because I feel like it's been like basically the same group of core guys for quite a while, and they like keep being a good team, but they got to do something to kind of change things up. Yeah, you, you know? just can't waste like Justin Jefferson's really young years. Looked really good on Sunday. Yeah. I don't know why it's been funny to me that, I mean, the Vikings haven't even been in that many primetime games, but I feel like every time I'm watching a Vikings game, I see a cut to like, these are all the close games the Vikings have had this year. And every single one is just like one possession or came down to like the last kick. Yeah, I think every game except for one this year has been a one possession game for the Vikings. Just sounds agonizing. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, that's the way the Vikings roll. Um, uh, so the, the Cowboys also got back on tracks. So they smashed the Falcons. That was just, just embarrassing for the Falcons. Well, they lost Cordell <laughs> Patterson. What are they supposed to do? True. <laughs> you know, uh, it's not, uh, you know, I, we shouldn't judge the Falcons. You lose Cordell Patterson, what are you supposed to do? Uh, it's not like you have a future Hall of Famer at tight end or anything. <laughs> Kyle Pitts, you know, four catches, 60 yards. That was like half the Falcons' offense, so. I was sitting there watching that game, like, before it started, uh, or just, I was thinking about the Falcons before that game started, like, wow, this team has a shot to be 5-5 five and five and few weeks ago we had spent 30 minutes talking about how bad this team was laughing at them <laughs> and uh you know it kind of concerned me for a second I, I questioned everything I know about football and then that game happened and uh I felt a little better about myself because you know even if you're having the worst day at least you're not the Falcons on Sunday that is true um they were uh, they were pulling their starters early Josh Rosen made an appearance appearance in this oh game so goodness you played like the entire fourth quarter so that's when you know it's not a great day at the office um yeah. the titans keep rolling longest winning streak in the nfl um beat the trevor simeon led saints barely Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the saints are uh I, I like what sean payton's doing i think all jokes aside, he's uh, he's inconsiderate. I, if the Saints can squeak their way to a playoff spot somehow, with all of these injuries, uh, with Trevor Simeon at quarterback, I think Sean Payton deserves at least consideration as uh, coach of the year. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy that he did decide to go with Trevor, Trevor Simeon instead of <laughs> yeah, thank God. Taysom Hill. So I don't last know I year was that. the Taysom Hill experiment, yeah. and they it failed yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we don't need to see it again he's uh, a gadget player and that is all you're getting sean payton no matter yeah. what you scheme up <laughs> it's funny that trevor like trevor simeon is throwing for you know 250 plus yards every game when Jameis was like they're just you know they'll like now that trevor simeon's in they're like all right let's just sling the ball <laughs> now we can open up the offense <laughs> It's just so weird, like that they're so competitive with the group they have on offense. Like Traquan Smith is their number one receiver right now. 
Yeah. Like Adam Troutman at tight end and Mark Ingram. He just became the Saints all time leading rusher, but like Mark Ingram's there. It's a really uh, fascinating and bizarre thing to watch. Yeah. Mark Ingram looks good. Uh, I, I think it is kind of funny that he like became the Saints leading rusher like this when in the second stint with the Saints. Deuce McAllister must be pissed that he resigned. <laughs> Any other games you want to hit on? Uh, I feel like that was the, the majority. Oh, boring the Packers Seahawks game was. Uh, yeah, I mean that this is that was like the worst game I've ever seen. In my life. <laughs> <laughs> I legitimately would have rather watched Geno Smith versus Jordan Love. I, mean, I, I just feel bad for the guy that put together all those dramatic videos about. Russell Wilson's finger. That guy spent a lot of time editing those for a, for them to put a donut on uh, on Lambeau Field. I'm All getting a little a little concerned with with DK Metcalf's outbreaks. Uh, first, who did he blow up at? Was it Shannon Sharp? Who, I don't like, remember. I don't remember. He like tweeted something about him after a game, and then now he grabs people's face masks when they're losing. Yeah, I mean, it, did it really matter? He did it. They, they were going to lose that game anyway. Quality, quality joke, though, that he tried to just <laughs> pretend that it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> and come tried back, to come back the field. on the field. <laughs> <laughs> Thought he totally would have gotten away with it. Props for that. <laughs> Fake mustache and everything. <laughs> Comes in as Leon Sandcastle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, and uh, I, I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, Cam's back. Uh, I did hear. It was very loud. <laughs> and yeah, higher pitch than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they spanked the Cardinals. Yeah, Absolutely that was a shocker, too. I completely forgot about that game. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, Colt McCoy did a great job in relief duty last week, but I don't think you uh, – he's not the guy you want making multiple starts for your team. Like, let him let him play one great game and then let him return to the bench. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, in today's NFL, I think it it's hard it, – you rarely see a backup get a win. So for him to go even one and one in his relief role I think is pretty impressive. I feel I'm like – not saying this, backups never win, but it's rare. I feel like it – it, it, it like the backup always plays like one good game and then they just kind of return to being bad. Like it happened with Mike White. Yep. Uh, it happened with Jacoby Brissett. His first time he played really well, and then you saw how that went. And it happened <laughs> with Colt McCoy. And it happened with Geno Smith. Exactly. Uh, did not happen with Jordan Love. Yeah, <laughs> he did not have one good game. No. You got to give him like sixteen games. <laughs> yeah, uh, rough times, but you know, Packers get the shutout. That's that's good for them. God, um, Packers are gonna suck next year if they don't have Aaron Rodgers or Dante Adams. Yeah, but uh, oh, by the way, uh, uh, Matt Lafleur. Uh, is the now the winningest head coach in NFL history? Like percentage wow. wise? Yep. That makes sense. No total wins. He has, he's already <laughs> has the most oh total goodness. wins. That is impressive. Yeah. 
Well, if there's any team that has is playing like their record shows, I'd I'd put a vote in for the Packers. Their defense over the past couple weeks has looked really good, really solid. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, I I think their defenses get better. They do seem to keep having more guys hurt on defense. So that's well, that's what's problem. scary is that they're playing this good and they still have people that are coming back like isn't Jair Alexander still not playing and like yeah who's their defensive end not, is it Zedarius Smith or is it somebody else oh uh, yeah Zedarius Smith I think he's out for a while if not the season though I think I don't know if he's going back or not and the Wait, top rated cornerback according yeah. to pro football focus Kevin Harris. King okay what I thought he sucked <laughs> <laughs> Just because he had a bad NFC championship, is is he actually that the top ranked corner in PFF? He's up there, I believe. My goodness! Well, impressive. Everything I've seen from Packers fans is that they hate him, but they love Eric Stokes. Yeah, Eric Stokes is is fun to watch, though he he also makes some mistakes, but he's yeah. he also has some nice like pass breakups. I feel like he does have a lot of potential. And is Bakhtiari still out? Like, they still are missing yeah. an all-pro left tackle. It's just... Yep. It's scary. Bakhtiari, I think, uh, might return next week. Um, yeah, I, I think the Packers are def. I mean, they're clearly a contender in the NFC. Um, so, uh, good good on them. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I still think they're... Probably not quite as good as their record would in. Like I, I mean, I'm just saying they haven't played as well as the record would indicate. They could get there because of all these guys. If, if Evan McPherson guys. could have hit a goddamn field goal, <laughs> maybe true. have one more loss. That's true. Um, but Mason Crosby also missed four field. That goals, is true. So. We should have had <laughs> no shot to win that. Um. All right. Um, one one other game that I want to hit on. Uh, there are a couple games that I don't really care about, uh, but the Chiefs, they uh, Sunday Night Football, they look like the old Chiefs. Do we think the Chiefs are fully back, or is this just the Raiders, um, you know, falling apart as usual? <laughs> I I'm st- I'm just in denial about the Chiefs still. Like I'm not ready to just count them as back. Just because they had that dominant win, yeah. I mean, I, I think know. we've we've seen throughout the NFL that one game results don't really mean a ton. So, no, nope, we can just declare the one game. That's all we need. <laughs> one game. All right, Chiefs are back. They're winning the Super Bowl. Yep, easy. Like it, you could tell what kind of night it was for the the Raiders when Deshaun Jackson ran the opposite way, <laughs> yeah, fumbled the ball. That was a weird. Weird play. Very weird. Like Deshaun Jackson catches the ball and then it was just like he like got scared and didn't want to get hit. Like yeah. he was just should have just gone down, honestly. Yeah. I mean I think the Raiders I think you can kind of point to where we say like the backup quarterback usually has one good game and then they fall off. I feel like that's kind of the same with like a replacement head coach. Yeah. Like you get one spirited week out of your players and then like, all right, why are we doing this? <laughs> Which kind of seems to be what's happened with the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, you know, a great start for the Raiders, but uh, there's been a lot that's happened since then. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not much to say there. I mean, uh, I, I just watching Deshaun Jackson do that just brought me back to his time in Washington. Like he'd do something so great, catch like this deep ball, and then just do something later in the game to completely negate the great thing he did, like muff a punt or just fumble. I'll never forget. I think I was at the game. I can't remember where Washington was down late. I think it was against the Cowboys and Deshaun Jackson went to return a punt and he was like hyping up the crowd, waving his arms around, was acting like he was going to run it back and win the game. And he caught it and ran sideways and backwards like 10 yards. And then I think, Oh, that's right. Yeah. That was against the Eagles or the Eagles. Okay. Uh, I, I was thinking. I think it was against the Cowboys, or it probably happened multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> it was a divisional game. I can't remember if he just got tackled for a loss or if he actually fumbled it as well. But I was just like, "Come on, man! You can't go through all that and then run backwards." <laughs> then, it, then they're like, "Hey, Jay Gruden, what happened on that play?" Well, we're gonna have to go back and watch the tape. Figure out what happened. <laughs> and then he goes to a college party. Uh, yeah things have gone sideways for the Grudens here but uh, (laughs) now John's suing the NFL so uh... (laughs) they had a Soviet style what do you say Soviet style uh, attack on him did he use witch hunt was that phrase uttered uh, he did a Soviet style okay (laughs) alright um well, uh, I think those were all the major games. I don't think we care about Jaguars, Colts, or um, did we hit all the other games? Oh, Eagles, Broncos. Yeah, we don't care about those. <laughs> Devontae Smith, two touchdowns. Good job, man. Sure. Yeah, finally hit that, Patrick that breakout game. Break that out. weird like brace all the way down his arm. All right, let's move on to overreaction so we can uh, close out this weird-ass week. Um, Reeb, I know you're ready. It's <laughs> you to get out your overreaction. The only one I have isn't even related to the NFL. Okay, well, that well, seems off-brand for you. I guess, it, I mean, it kind of is. It all leads into my conspiracy theory that the NFL's rigged. <laughs> um, I saw a story today about, a, I think it was a, Duke or maybe Kentucky player. Um, they were favored by like 22 and a half points. And somebody had put out like this massive bet for them to cover. And then like this walk on decided to score instead of walking the clock out in the, in the, in the basketball game. And like him scoring on this last meaningless possession when nobody cared, like made it so that the spread was covered and won this guy like $220,000. And then he like posted on Twitter afterwards, like the eyes emoji, like about the bet. And so my overreaction is that I'm thinking, I'm going to say within the next two years, there is some scandal with a player doing something with sports betting. Yeah. I, that's, uh, that's honestly kind of interesting story. Just cause like, what if like, if he, you know, scored on purpose to try and cover the spread. Like, is that illegal? Like, yeah. <laughs> if you're trying to score in a game, I, I don't know. 
it's definitely illegal the other way. Yeah. But if you're like purposely missing, but like Yeah. It's sort of a weird weird situation. I would like to see that that trial. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I was just trying to win the game for my team <laughs> and get the spread covered. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess if he was betting on it, obviously that would... Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like, with him tweeting about the bet and knowing that he scored to cover the spread, like, he knew scoring would make them cover. It's just like that. Yeah. Something doesn't sit right there. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 I think that's fascinating. Because, like, <laughs> if, if he... if he, You can't blame him for knowing what the spread is and, like... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's it's weird. That's my overreaction, though. It's more of a bold prediction, but, you know, most of our <laughs> overreactions are bold predictions. Most of Reeb's overreactions are not overreactions. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pep, do you have your overreaction? All right. Fantasy wide receiver number one this week is going to be Robbie Anderson. I think this is the week. Going up against Washington, Cam's going to have his Ron Rivera revenge game. Uh, Robbie Anderson looking happy, standing with Cam in the press conference. Um, He's in a spot to smash this week. Smash big time. So that is my overreaction. Robbie Anderson is going to get – he's going to earn that money he was given in this game. Love it. Always got to love a Robbie overreaction. Um. All right, my overreaction is, um, as, as we talked about, Joe Flack will be starting this week. Um, you know, you before the pod, we were kind of talking about it. You guys were like, why isn't Josh Johnson starting after he had the 300-yard game? You know, Mike White had a 400-yard game. Well, I'm going to say that Joe Flacco is going to have a 500-yard game. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to take over the Jets' starting job uh, and win the Super Bowl. And Anquan uh, Bolden is going to come out of retirement and play for the Jets <laughs> this week as well. And Jacoby uh, Jones, uh, I guess. No, yeah. he's, he's not going to really win the Super Bowl, but uh, he's going to throw for 500 yards. That is my overreaction. Well, then you should just call him Joe Flynn. Joe Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> he has to do that in week 17 or week 18, <laughs> I guess. Now. All right. Well, uh, that's it for us. Um, Guys, I will add the uh, the outro and post because uh, we uh, we screwed this up. So just pretend like we are playing ourselves out. All right, we will see you next time. Pro Football Jokes make it uncomfortable. <laughs>